The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast of thevikingage.com. My name is Chris Shad. I'm a writer for the Viking Age Zone coverage. Bring me the news and the Brookings Register. My co-host is Adam Patrick, who is the managing editor of the Viking Age. And we do this every Monday with a late week episode right here on the Viking YouTube channel. And we're in podcast form on Apple and Spotify the very next day. But however you consume us, make sure you rate, comment, like, and subscribe so you never miss a new episode and we can spread the word to the masses. Adam, super wild card weekend. Um, It would be a lot more exciting if the Vikings were playing, but um, what do you think so far? We got Buffalo leading the Steelers here late. We got two divisional rivals winning playoff games on Sunday. Like, how are, how are we feeling about the old playoffs? Um, I think it's been pretty boring. So far, (laughs) other than the Lions and and Ram team, it's probably been the most exciting because the Packers pretty much blew out the the Cowboys from the jump. Um, And then the Chiefs and Dolphins game was not enjoyable because it was just super cold. So it wasn't really like anyone could do anything. Um, What was the other game? Am I missing? Um, Oh, the Texans. Browns, Texans. Texans And and the Texans blew out the Browns. Um, It was close a little bit at first, but then the then Joe, the real Joe Flacco came out and threw two pick sixes, and that was that. Um, saw a lot of people, uh, uh, quote unquote, clapping back, saying "Told you so." Shouldn't have signed Joe Flacco. Um, whatever, guys. Um, but um, yeah, uh, kind of underwhelming playoffs so far. The the wild cards kind of like that sometimes. I think I remember like back in the day, it was like the Jaguars beat the Dolphins like sixty three to nothing or something. Um, so the wild card, you know, unless you're a Vikings fan, uh, usually isn't that entertaining or stressful or anything. Um, the divisional round is that's, that's usually, that's, that's the weekend where a lot of people call it like the most exciting weekend of football. Cause it's, it's literally all the top teams just playing against each other. Um, and usually you're, you're able to figure out pretty much who, who the best teams are coming to that. Um, but yeah, I'll probably, I'll probably watch some of the, the Eagles and Bucks game tonight. I, I um, curious to see how. How that goes because the Eagles have been pretty bad recently, and and the Bucks they're kind of up and down. But I don't know. And, and the Eagles don't have AJ Brown, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. And the winner goes to Detroit. That's uh, not not exactly something people had in the script or on their bingo card right. or anything like that. It, it's like you said, it, it hasn't been a great you know hasn't been cinema as the kids say. Uh, right. Game after game, really, the only cinema was Detroit's fans 
booing Matthew Stafford. Now yeah. we could go on this big uh, analysis of wild card weekend or whatever, but of course this is a Vikings podcast and they didn't play this weekend because they finished seven. So we just like a lot of the other bottom field feeders in the NFL are in off season mode. And the biggest question for the Vikings right now is what they're going to do with Kirk cousins. Oh, I'm going to level with you. I'm going to level with you right now. I'm sick of talking about part two because <laughs> you gave me this, this idea because you, you were the one who gave me this idea. And that is just to lay out everything about yep. the Kirk cousins discussion, pros, cons, uh, whatever we can think of. And then just, this is our when, stance. Yeah. This is what we're sticking to. And you can come back. We will link this episode whenever. I don't care. In the description like, I, of every, we're gonna every lose episode. our damn minds if we keep doing this. So we're right. just gonna do it today and we're gonna put it all out. And you have labeled it the great debate or the great Kirk Cousins debate of 2024, as the title says. So yeah. um, do you have any opening remarks before we start? <laughs> I just want to say, like, kind of reiterate what you said in that, you know. Until he resigns or doesn't resign, there's going to be rumors and all this stuff everywhere, probably like every time we have an episode. And the point of this was just to be like, okay, we'll go over that, but we're not going to give you our opinion over and over and over and over and over again on Kirk Cousins. If you want that, you can come to this episode. Um, and, you know, if it, if there is Kirk Cousins stuff in a future episode, we can just link, put this, you know, the link to this episode in the description or whatever. Um, but yeah, that way we don't have to just, just, just get so... <laughs> tired of i think that's part of like the reason why people you know maybe myself too including want kirk cousins to go somewhere else because we're just tired of arguing and and stating the same thing over and over again it feels like groundhog's day and um yeah so this is this is it this we're gonna have all of our opinions and discussions this is where we're gonna give it all unless something like drastically changes where like he has a setback in his rehab or something or or Justin Jefferson gives an ultimatum where he's like, if Kirk doesn't come back, then I don't come back. I don't think that's going to happen. But, you know, otherwise, this is this is the episode to go to if you're looking for the opinions of me and Chris on whether Kirk Cousins should stay or he should go. So I do find it funny, too, because sometimes I'll say something about Kirk and like, you just don't like Kirk. You don't think about like you would be mad if he took like 20 million dollars. And now I can just be like, here you go. Here you go. Here check, you go. check it out. <laughs> Do you, do you prefer YouTube, Apple, or Spotify? We can even like, break I, it up into clips if people want us to. Yeah, I could be like a bartender just yeah. serving out hot takes or whatever. <laughs> um, so let's start here. But let's we were negative about the Vikings and Kirk Cousins last week because it was the end of the season. Everybody was fired up. There's the true fan thing everybody was doing, and um it wasn't a lot of fun. So Adam kind of lost his mind uh last Monday. And about 60,000 people saw his rants all over the internet. And there are a whole bunch of tweets and discussions that we can read on there. Uh, you can follow us on YouTube and X, by the way, if you want to see more clips like that. And at The Real Chris Shot, I've been posting them uh, as well. But, mm -hmm. but I digress. Because you were so animated and so angry, I want to start with positive. I want to talk positively about Kirk Cousins to kind of show, hey, we acknowledge Kirk Cousins for what he can do a little bit. And then we can go into the negatives. We can kind of go, eh, whatever. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> the head of the negotiating table, Kirk Cousins. Promise I'd remain positive for so, so far. So I'm going to let you go first. What are <sighs> some of the positives about bringing Kirk Cousins back to the Vikings in 2024? Oh, 
Okay. It's funny that you're making me go first. Um, you're in pain. I can see it in your eyes right now, but go ahead. <laughs> there are pros. There are pros to give you. And, and when I give my final you know, statement or whatever, it might be a little shocking. But um, all right. So keeping Kirk Cousins, you know what you're getting in, the, in this quarterback that you're bringing back. He's, he's going to put up good numbers. He's not going to carelessly turn the ball over most of the time. He's going to keep you. He's going to help you win games that you should win. And maybe keep you in um, contention of maybe pulling off a couple upsets during the year. Um, he has a familiarity with Kevin O'Connell. This will be his third year in Kevin O'Connell's offense. Um, one would assume that he would know the playbook very well after you know year three. Um, he's already developed a chemistry with Justin Jefferson. That's there. Those team, those two seem to work well together. Um, I mean, Nick Mullins and Justin Jefferson seem to work well together, too. But this is the positives about Kirk Cousins. Um, but, you know, Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins have de- developed a good chemistry on the field. Sometimes, you know, even even when Kirk Cousins is, you know, freaking out on the field, some of his best moments have just been just chucking it up to Justin Jefferson. And Jefferson's been able to come up with that. And um, I don't know how many people he would do that with. Um, bringing Kirk Cousins back raises the floor for the Vikings in 2024. You're probably not going to be one of the bottom feeders, one of the worst teams in, in the NFC and the NFL, if you have Kirk Cousins healthy for the whole year, if he stays healthy. Um, because they're you're typically like you're probably gonna win at the at the very least, like this seven or eight wins at the least. So your 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 floor will be uh higher than it would be without him. Um it's safe to say that he's loved by a lot of guys in that locker room. I think a lot of people root for him, enjoy having him as a teammate. Uh, Justin Jefferson, pretty much everybody in that locker room, all the offensive linemen, just everyone has vouched for him uh, during the last few weeks. And um, that's been made pretty clear. If you bring Kirk Cousins back, it allows you to, even if you want to draft a quarterback in the first round, you can draft someone who maybe might need a little bit more extra development. You don't have to worry about finding the guy that can play right away. You can draft someone, have them sit for a year or or maybe even two. Um, And then, the new contract would potentially lower his cap hit in uh, 2024, which is currently 28 and a half million, uh, whether he's there or not. Um, I believe it lowers automatically if he resigns, um, but if he's not there, they still have to have a dead cap hit of uh, 28.5 million. So, those are my pros of uh, keeping Kirk Cousins. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's 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 what I got. So you hit on a lot of the things that I had on my list, which is good. Yeah. Because that that's basically like common knowledge. Everybody kind of knows, you know, what the good things are about Kirk. Uh, now let's talk about the bad things. No, no, no. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I have positives too. But I think the biggest thing, just if I were to sum everything up, and I'm going to go piece by piece here in some of the things that I have, but you know what you're getting with Kirk Cousins on a yearly basis. He is consistent. Like, you know, I, I think back to when I went out to Seattle. And I went to Pike's place in the market. And by the way, get out to Seattle. It's awesome. Like I, I loved being out there. I was there on a day. It didn't rain. Um, oh. and, and yeah, it was great. And I took a tour of Pike's place because, mm. and, and by the way, I, I will uh, suggest taking the tour instead of just going out there like on your yeah. own, just trying something because like it is intimidating. Like if you're somebody like me who has a lot of anxiety, you see all the, <laughs> all the places and the markets and stuff and like, Oh, where do I eat lunch? And you're like, Oh my God, like mind overload. So right. I went on a food tour. So, you mm. know, I got some Mac and cheese from Beecher's. Um, I got some other stuff. It was great. I enjoyed my time. But one of the things that they mentioned was Starbucks, which is uh, based out of Seattle. 
And they said one of the reasons that Starbucks is so successful is the consistency of their product. Every time you order what I don't drink Starbucks, but like a double mocha, chaka. Like a venti or whatever. If you, yeah, a venti. Let's just call it a venti. Shout out to Dan Campbell. Like if you order a venti, (laughs) you know exactly how that venti is. I think that's just the size, right? I think a venti is, I think a venti is just the size. Like it is. So, but. So like okay, black, well, let's say let's say Dan Campbell goes in, he gets like a, a mocha frappuccino. Mocha frappuccino. You know exactly <laughs> how that's going to taste, right? Right. With Kirk Cousins, you know what you're going to get on a yearly basis with Kirk Cousins. Six seasons with the Vikings. He's got four years over four thousand passing yards. He's got three years with thirty touchdowns. If his Achilles doesn't pop, you can add another year to those totals. He's going to throw for four thousand yards. He's going to get thirty touchdowns. He's like the hitter in the middle of your lineup in baseball that can hit three hundred with thirty home runs and everything at the end of the year. They might suck for a month, but you know damn well he's going to wind up there. And like you said, he is comfortable in the system. This is going to be his third year in Kevin O'Connell's system. You can call it his fourth if you want to include the year in Washington. And his leadership has taken a step up. We have heard everybody talk so highly, Kirk, especially after he got hurt. I mean, teammates were like in tears after he got hurt in the Green Bay game. Brian O'Neill's out here making up numbers, billion, zillion, trillion percent. (laughs) You know, Justin Jefferson's out there. Like, it really makes you a thing of Kirk. And the other thing is, too, his durability. And I know it failed him this year, but before this year, he had missed one game. And that was due to a COVID protocol. He tested positive and the whole rules there were different than they are today. So when it comes to actual physical ailments. Now it's just an illness. (laughs) Now it's just a cold again. Yeah, that's that's basically what it's called. No one ever got hasn't gotten COVID in two years in the NFL. No. No funny, funny how that had nobody yeah. has gotten uh COVID in Appleton, Wisconsin, by the way, since this whole thing started. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It just kind of yeah. stayed away from that area. <laughs> anyway, let's get off the political subject after we've been demonetized. Um, but I, I mean, you know, he's consistent. Like that, that that is what I'm going to say. He, you know exactly what you're going to get with Kirk Cousins. And and I think that's why, you know, when the question comes up, even coming off of a torn Achilles. That's why teams are probably going to be willing to give him 30 million, 40 million dollars because they know, hey, we don't it's like the Derek Carr thing. Like people were like, okay, well, we have a baseline for quarterback play. Might not exceed it, but we have a baseline and we're not going to have Zach Wilson out there or um any other bad quarterback. I, I'm kind of blanking on names right now because a lot of them worked out. Josh Dobbs. Just saying. Um <laughs> oh, what's it? Josh Dobbs? Yeah. You say? That's not for Josh. Come on, man. Like I mean, he wasn't good. It's not, he it's wasn't not, good, but it was fun. It was fun. Those two games were fun after that. No, <laughs> but I'm not saying Nick Mullins was we'll any always more. have the Atlanta game. I'm not saying Nick Mullins was any better either because he didn't. I don't think he won a game. Well, he won the Raiders game technically because he came in and led them to a field goal, but uh, he wasn't really any better either. Now, do you have any other like, I mean, did I kind of hit the nail on the head or yeah, what, what I are think, you thinking? I think here? the one word I was going to use to describe Kirk Cousins is safe. He's just he's a safe pick. If you are worried, if you're concerned, if if Vikings ownership is concerned about moving on from Cousins and hitching their wagon to you know one of the top three quarterback prospects, if they're worried about that, Kirk Cousins is a, is a person you can you can keep and and feel a little bit more safer having him on your roster, and you don't have to worry about you know finding someone like a Tannehill or Andy Dalton or somebody like that to kind of come in for a year or two and 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 not really know. 
not know this offense and 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 things like that. So I think the the big word you can use just to summarize the all the pros of keeping Kirk Cousins is it is the safe pick, but the safe when you champion usually not <laughs> not unless you have a san francisco 49ers supporting cast right elevating that safe guy up but even then i i mean is brock party safe would you say so? uh, he's getting better than safe i feel like at this point he's i think he's just poorly scouted at this point and he might have just landed in the perfect spot um for his skill set um that too as well because that's the same thing as tom brady like what if tom brady didn't land with the patriots who is he mm-hmm. Anywhere close to the Tom Brady that he uh, became. So I don't know about that. Not saying Brock Purdy is Tom Brady, but. (laughs) You could say the same thing with Jordan Love. Because I heard Matthew Collar talking this morning about how the Vikings passed on Jordan Love in the 2020 draft. And he immediately said, I know they got Justin Jefferson, but think about all the quarterbacks that they passed. And I'm thinking Jordan Love with Mike Zimmer wouldn't have worked out. No, 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 no. Like it, it, like. I know Kellen Mond was bad and Jordan Love is obviously better than Kellen Mond, but they would have locked him in the same closet they locked Kellen Mond and <laughs> you wouldn't have had Justin Jefferson. So right. if I you're going to if you're going to draft a young quarterback, you need to make sure your offensive coordinator is going to probably be around for at least two years. And that's why the that's why the structure is important. Like, yeah, like I, I do understand the value of continuity. The Vikings have preached that with their offensive line where. All five starters returned at the beginning of the season, and they've only made one big change since Kevin O'Connell has been here, and that's been trading Ezra Cleveland and putting Dalton Reisner. Um, So that's basically what I have for pros. Con. And uh, you got yours out of the way, so I'm just going to get mine. And it's not going to I got more to add. I got more. Oh, you got more pros? No, no, no. I got more cons to add when you're Oh, you got more cons. You're ready. You were like the gif I post, or the little video I posted on X this morning where I was like, I think it's yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, like loading up the army bag and like putting yeah. on the war paint and my, everything else. You're just... My cons list is uh, it's definitely longer than the pros pros list. But then, you... and then I'll, I swerve you with what I'm what I want what I want them to do. So the best is uh, the best one that I saw today, and this is just a sidebar. But um, Stephen A. Smith and Shannon Sharp, they were talking about how they were just going to roast the Cowboys, yeah. and they posted a video of Harlem Heat. Uh, Booker T and Stevie Ray coming oh, out. No, 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 no. Yeah, uh, not that, not that Har- Harlem Heat video. Not <laughs> that, that Harlem one, Heat video. That's just the only coming out. <laughs> yeah, it's the only one anybody thinks of. Hulk Hogan also in the I news know. today. I saw that lady in a burning car and just give me your hand, brother. Huh? What is going that. on? I told that to my wife. She was like, "What?" <laughs> She's like, and he's like, wearing I, the NWO yeah. shirt. Yeah. Like I told like you, I was like, I would have been like, am I dead already? Is this how it goes? <laughs> did, I see Hulk Hogan the, before I go. You did the bandana and like and the, the sunglasses and the yeah. heavyweight championship belt with the NWO spray paint. saved the lady and like, then he was like, hold on one second. Lifts up her shirt and spray paints NWO on the, on the back. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just flies off into the distance. Um, Let's get back on track. Let's talk about cons about Kirk Cousins. I just got done saying... He is safe, he's consistent, and everything else on a yearly basis. On a week-to-week basis, or even a play-to-play basis, he is a walking game of Russian roulette. Like like I said, so I mentioned like a steady baseball player that hits like 330 home runs and 100 RBIs every year, right? The thing with a baseball player, they can suck for a month and still get those numbers. In football, 
you don't have as many opportunities. Baseball, you have 162 games. Football, you have 17 games. and Every game is different. So when you have a guy that comes out there and one week he looks like, you know, Joe Montana and the next he looks like somebody's going to turn on a microwave and he's going to piss himself. That is a problem. And we've seen that several times before, like fourth and eight against the Giants. He checks down to TJ Hawkinson with the season on the line, three and outs galore. Just he's available, but sometimes like he's not all there and you have to game plan around him and good. I mean, all the other quarterbacks have off days, but that, you know, sometimes Kirk just takes it to another level. The age. That's another thing for me. Kirk's going to be 36 years old in week one. I did a little bit of research here. Since the 1970 AFL-NFL merger, only 20 quarterbacks have made a Pro Bowl after age 36. And I know what you're saying, Chris, it's a Pro Bowl. That's still, you know, you still have to play pretty well to get a Pro Bowl, especially going back all the way to the 70s it merger. It meant something up until like five years ago. Correct. So, I mean, I if you really wanted me to, I could go 2015, but you still got names like Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, yeah. and yep. Tom Brady on that list. Yep. So, it, it does mean something still. And, of course, you have the torn Achilles. None of the players on this list came off a major injury except for Peyton Manning, who had that neck injury, mm-hmm. signed with Denver, and he played in 2012. And I think he won 13 games. Well, yeah, for two so, years, almost. Uh, I think it was one. It's like one, maybe one and a half, because he was out for that whole year, right? Because I think he had surgery right after that season before. Yeah, so it was. A oh, I, I skipped a note. I'm sorry about this. Um, the other note that I had: only 15 quarterbacks have led their team to 11 or more wins in a season after age 36. Like 11 is probably so. You, I mean, 10 is probably the benchmark, and maybe the number is like 20 or whatever, but. I mean, if you want the Vikings to become a contender and compete in the NFC, 11's got to be the benchmark, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's super rare for an older quarterback to elevate a team and get them to that point. So, I don't know. Those are the biggest cons that I have with Kirk Cousins when I look at it is that, you know, sometimes he comes out and he does not look like he knows how to pl- play football. And, you know, that age, I don't want to pay a. 36-year-old quarterback, $30 million, $40 million a year, unless his name's like Montana, Brady, or Manning. Like, that's just kind of my thing. Yeah. Um, the funny thing is, I think some of those quarterbacks were actually with the Vikings because you got Brett Favre, uh, Randall Cunningham. Uh, was Fran Tarkenton around that age during his final couple of years? I think he retired think, in 78. His last Super Bowl was 76, I think. Um, but, uh, yeah. I uh, I agree with a bunch of those. Um, I agree with the age thing, and I've already talked. I texted you or messaged you that like there's the the chatter, the the buildup of cousins. You know, he's heal his Achilles is healing quicker than uh, you know the average person, and um, that's so that talk's coming up now already. Um, but uh, in doing research, his age could it be a factor still in you know how long it takes for him to truly come back from. That torn Achilles and that and is that going to cut into him, you know, missing OTAs or or even missing part of training camp? I know I know Brian O'Neill came back or whatever um, from his Achilles uh, in a normal kind of time span. But Brian O'Neill kind of does the same thing every time he's on the field where Kirk Cousins, not that he's the most mobile quarterback, but he he moves around the pocket a little bit and does some rollouts and everything. So it's still going to come into play. And like we mentioned in the pros you know what you're getting. And that's not really always a good thing. It could be a bad thing. Like some of the things you mentioned, like the old habits that he has, he's been in the league for 12, 13 years now. 
those old habits aren't going away. The checkdowns in key situations, you know, fumbles, just just the brain farts like against the Chargers last year when you know he couldn't hear anybody because the crowd was quote unquote too loud or whatever. Um, and just the fact that he's not during his, at least during his time with the Vikings, they haven't been successful against winning teams. So the Vikings are thirteen and twenty nine versus winning teams since Cousins arrived in twenty eighteen, and I only counted the games that he was in. I didn't count like the Dobbs games or Mullins games this year. I only counted the Cousins games. So that's 30% of uh, the games that they've played against winning teams they've won. That's 20th in the NFL in that span. So 2018 to 2022. Before, the three years before the Vikings had Cousins, they were 12 and 13 against winning teams. That's a 48 winning percentage. That's eighth in the NFL. So there's a difference. Um, that's only have one playoff win with Kirk Cousins. I know it's a team game or whatever, but CJ Stroud, Jordan Love now have the same amount of playoff wins and they've played in a t- grand total of one playoff game their entire career. Um, the ceiling, I believe, is lower if you have C- Cousins under center. We talked about the floor being higher, but I believe the ceiling is lower because you can. I feel like you can only go so far with Kirk Cousins as your quarterback. Like I just mentioned, he only has one playoff win. He's never taken a team past the divisional round of the playoffs. It's just those are the facts and until we're proven otherwise, that's what I'm, I'm going to go with. Uh, re-signing him probably isn't going to be cheap. Uh, Spotrack, Spotrack, or whatever you want to say, is estimating that his worth is going to be around $40 million a year. Are you going to sign a, you said he's going to be 36 in week one, mm-hmm. 36-year-old quarterback coming off a of torn Achilles to a contract uh, worth $40 million per year in March? Because you probably have to do that in March before you even know really if his Achilles is going to heal, heal like on time or completely. Are you willing to do that? Um, and if you do do that, it probably prevents you from re-signing Daniel Hunter um, because the Vikings have to give an extension to Justin Jefferson and they have other areas on their roster that they have to fill. Um, so Daniel Hunter's probably not coming back if they re-sign Cousins to a deal you know, worth $40 million a year. They can still re-sign both somehow, but if you sign Cousins to a deal worth you know, $40 million a year, you're probably not bringing back Hunter. Um, I got about four more and then I'll be done with the guys. <laughs> Told you this is much longer than the pro. Go for it. I, I'm looking into something here. So you're you're doing all right. You're perfect. Keeping cousins probably keeps the Vikings in win now mode. Um, because you're not gonna be terrible. He's just not that that kind of quarterback where he's just gonna just throw for three interceptions a game and you're not gonna be amazing either. But it keeps you in win now mode. But the, the rest of the Vikings, their roster isn't really built for win now mode. It's not like you just plug and play him in there and they're they're ready to go. Um, I think keeping Cousins will also keep the Vikings behind in the NFC North in terms of building for the future. Look at the Lions, what they were able to do in the last few years. Look at the the Packers now. They have one of the youngest rosters in the league. Looks like they just found another quarterback. You look at the Bears. They've got two top 10 picks this year. Tons of cap space. They're young, too. And, you know, you keep Cousins in there. You know, it, it kind of prevents you from, from drafting guys, letting them get reps um, in certain spots. Or, or even signing guys that you might want to develop. Um, second to last thing, it could create a future dilemma if a replacement is drafted this year. Let's say you draft somebody that you want them to be the starter in 2025, but Kirk Cousins plays well. Let's say they lead him for the NFC Championship uh, this year, uh, 2024. Then you've kind of got a dilemma on your hand where you're like, do we keep Cousins and or roll with the rookie? Like, we'll have that whole situation. Um, and then lastly, maybe keep you know keeping cousins might create it could create a division in the locker room like if he starts to struggle and you got this rookie here that you might have drafted who's maybe ready to play more so than jaron hall 
um, there might be a, a divided locker room in terms of people who want cousins to stay in there and see if he can get together or people who, you know, you got this rookie, let's try him out and see what he can do. So, uh, those are my cons of, uh, keeping Kirk Cousins. I didn't have many, but, um, I think I mentioned them all. So, so I decided to go ahead and look at quarterbacks in Vikings history that have started at least eight games over the age of 36. And surprisingly, there's one, two, three, four, five. There are five of them. Fran Tarkington, Warren Moon, Brad Johnson, Gus Verratt, and Brett Favre. So it doesn't look 1998 Randall Cunningham is on this list. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 34. A little little young. I mean, 36 is up there, man. I'm 37. So I'm 36. uh, Yeah. It's definitely. Yeah, we're we're definitely feeling old here. Uh, highest quarterback rating was Brett Favre in 2009 in 107.2. That was also the most wins for the Vikings in the season where they had a starting quarterback over age 36. The next highest was Warren Moon in 1995, 91.5 quarterback rating. Those are the only two over 90. You have oh, Fran wow. Tarkington. 89.3 in 1976. He was 36 that year. Brad Johnson. Uh, 88.9. He was age 37 in 2005, the year Dante Culpepper uh, had his knee explode. Warren Moon had a 79.9 pass rating in 1994. And then the last one I'll read here, Gus Ferrat, uh 73.7 rating uh, in 11 starts in 2008. Eight wins, though. So Gus Ferrat knew what to do. You know what I found um, out about Warren Moon uh, today? Or whatever, because it's well, it's kind of in with the holiday MLK Day or whatever. Sure, Warren, he's the he's the first black quarterback to start for the Vikings in ninety four. Like, hmm. so <laughs> I didn't know it was like that. It took that long, but and then I look back and I'm like, yeah, but there weren't really a lot back then. Like, it's way more common now than it was back then. But I thought that was interesting. Hey, you want to play safety? Uh, no, yeah. I'm uh, like Warren Moon experienced that, and I think he went to CFL, right? Like that was Either the that, deal. The CFL like, or the USFL? Yeah, I I'm pretty sure it was the CFL. Maybe both. Maybe it could have been. I I don't know, <laughs> but I I know that that was yeah. the reason no, he yeah. played elsewhere because yep. the NFL wanted to make him something yeah. like a tight end or something. Yeah. So um, there was that. <laughs> the other quarterback I looked before we move on here, uh, Fran Tarkington. You did ask about him. He was 36 in the Vikings last Super Bowl appearance right. in 1970 or no 35 because they went to the Super Bowl was 75 or 76 when they went to the Super they Bowl. They went last. the season was 76 but the Super Bowl was in 77. So it was, so like, January, it was like January 77. So the 1976 season uh he was age 36 Vikings went 10 and 2, 17 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Obviously it was a different era. But uh, yeah, there was no free agency back. <laughs> yeah, Tarkington, no camp. Tarkington played three more seasons after that 77, 78. Uh, 78, he let it rip, man, because it looks like he had is this the right call? Yes, 25 touchdowns and 32 interceptions. Yeah, that was um, his last season, I think. Yeah, they he he let it rip. He man. played our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. 
After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. 572 pass attempts. Like, what? He definitely went out playing, you know, FU football. This (laughs) YOLO ball all year. Nick Mullins ball. Modern shots like street. <laughs> he, he he gave it all he had. Um. So now that we have the pros, we have the cons. Time for the moment of truth, and I'll let you go first again because oh you you just laid all the cons on the table. You say you have a surprise, so yeah. I'm gonna let you go, and then I'm going to give my take because it might be surprising, but it might not be s- shocking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like my reasoning is surprising for what I'm going to say. But go ahead. All right. So you know, after last week's video, or everyone told me a terrible take and everything and then i just had a bunch of cons i think the vikings should present kirk cousins with a contract now there is a cat they should present him this this should be the offer one year 30 million fully guaranteed including a no trade clause he's an older quarterback coming off a torn achilles giving him 40 million a year would be in march before you know if his his injury is even going to be okay it would be way riskier now to give him 40 million than it would be if he even if he didn't hurt it obviously um and then $30 million is slightly more than the 28.5 dead cap that they already would have if he doesn't come back. So you present this to Cousins. If he rejects it, okay, it's over. Done. Go f- go find your money somewhere else. Like that's, he's, he'll be able, he might be, He's probably going to be able to make more money somewhere else. But if he really wants to stay, that's the offer they should give them. Um, but either way, attempt to trade up within one of the top three picks of this year's draft and try and grab one of those top three quarterbacks. Um, and if Cousins stays, then that, that quarterback can sit for a year behind him. He'll be ready to go 2025. And if Cousins leaves, then you just let him start right away, like CJ Stroud, um, and hope for the best. So that's what I think they should do. And I'm not saying just kick him to the curb immediately like I did last week. I took a little more home in the dumpster. Yeah, I don't want him here anymore. A little safer approach, I feel like. Um, But yeah, I know he likes fully guaranteed money and he likes no trade clauses. So you're giving him that. It's only a year, but the Vikings really don't. Like even Kirk Cousins, he doesn't really know how he's going to be after a torn Achilles. It's a it's a different type of injury. He's never had really any serious injuries in his his career, so no one really knows how he's going to be. So this is a way for Kirk Cousins to have guaranteed money, have no trade clause. He'll know he's going to be in Minnesota for the whole season. He can't get traded in the middle of the year, and then it gives the Vikings an opportunity to you know still draft somebody and have a starter probably for 2025 regardless. I like it. Very, very level-headed, very <laughs> calm. Uh, it was, it was <laughs> explosive, uh, but I liked it because sometimes that's the beauty of podcasting. Mm-hmm. Like if I, I was in the office the other day at the register 
And it was right after the Vikings lost to Detroit. Mm. And I dropped like 20 F-bombs <laughs> talking to my boss about the Vikings game. And his girlfriend was there. And she's just like, oh, my. And like, I, I went in the next day. And you were only saying Frick. I'm, I'm really sorry. Yeah, yeah, I was saying Frick the entire time. I, I was just like <laughs> Kirk Cousins. Just freaking Vikings, those freaking idiots. They just don't know Gosh, what the Frick they're it. doing. Ah, oh, son of a gun. <laughs> son of a beasting there. I agree with you that the Vikings should offer Kirk a contract, but I don't think they should bring him back. And it has nothing to do with Kirk Cousins because I think that Kirk is a solid enough quarterback that if you get the sporting cast around him and you give him what he needs, he can get you maybe not to the Super Bowl, maybe to the NFC championship, but really I mean, that, that's kind of it. That That's the bar. Win the Vikings division. have been to the ends of NFC Championship since 2017. Win the division. And like, it's like once every eight or nine years, that's when the Vikings go to the NFC Championship and are a legitimate contender. I wouldn't bring Kirk Cousins back because the Vikings screwed this. They screwed this two years ago. Go back two years ago because that was the last time we had the Kirk conversation, right? It was Reimer got fired. Reimer got fired. And they're like, what are you going to do? Are you going to train them? Are you going to go do all this and whatever? And there was a lot of questions about the roster because everybody was sitting there and they were going like, hey, you know, Adam Thielen's here. Oh, my God. Like, everybody's aging. Like, we, sh- we should rebuild. We should strip it down, rebuild. Ryan Poles probably told the Wolves that and they didn't like it. Now, 2022 was a very good year for the Vikings. They went 11-0, one-score games. You know, it was the screw Mike Zimmer tour and everybody was super happy about it. They won the division. They got a home playoff game and then they lost and everybody was kind of like, wait a minute, this is the same place we were at a year ago. And then last year, everything just kind of fell apart because they had that success and they said, hey, let's strip this away. Let's start taking things away and start rebuilding, which makes no sense when you look back at it. You take away Adam Thielen. And I know, you know, opportunities. We screamed about Adam Thielen until we were purple in the face on this show. But like Jordan Addison's an upgrade. You look at the other players. It's just like Dalvin. They got rid of Dalvin Cook. I mean, Dalvin Cook, Eric Kendricks, Adam Thielen, all of these guys. They could have gotten draft capital for them if they had just moved on. They didn't even have to get rid of Kirk. They could have re-signed Kirk the same way that they did, and they would have still had Justin Jefferson, Christian Derrissaw, Daniel Hunter. Hell, they could have signed Zadarius Smith still if they wanted to, and they would have won seven, eight, nine games. And yeah, it would have been a step back. It would have been disappointing. But at the same time, what was the value of the screw Mike Zimmer tour? What you just wanted to stick it to him and like prove that he was the problem or something. The problem was kind of Mike Zimmer. It was his culture and everything else. The problem was also you had a whole bunch of aging players that were on the wrong side of 30 starting to come to the end of their careers. So it would have been better to get off those and trade picks because here's what would have happened. So let's say, I mean, you weren't getting a first round pick for Adam Thielen like you would have on Madden or anything, but you know. You could have gotten a third round pick. You could have gotten a fourth round pick. You know, you could have gotten like mid round picks. You could have built your draft capital and still had a competitive team to please your bosses. At that point, you go into the 2023 draft and, or excuse me, the 20, yes, it would have been 2023 draft. And the rumor was they wanted to trade up for Anthony Richardson, right? Well, let's say he's in seven games instead of, well, now you have the eighth overall pick. You call the Cardinals and you go, Hey, I got the eighth overall pick. I got some picks from, you know, these trades. I got some higher picks in the other rounds. How about we make a deal? We really like Anthony Richardson. 
trade for Anthony Richardson. And I know some of you might even go, well, why? You don't have Jordan Addison. In the fifth round, the Vikings selected a quarterback named Jaron Hall. A couple picks later, Puka Nakua yeah, went off the board. Puka. I think you might have heard of that guy, His by receiver. the way. His receiver yes. from BYU. Yes. They, they, they were in BYU, and they said, let's get that quarterback guy. Trying to figure out why Jaron Hall was so good in college. Yeah, it, it was the receiver, <laughs> wasn't it? So, so let's say the Vikings pull off this trade. They have Anthony Richardson. Kirk tears his Achilles. You have Anthony Richardson at the helm instead of Josh Dobbs, Nick Mullins, and Jaron Hall. This season could turn out different. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, if you draft a quarterback, then you go backwards and everything goes wrong. And uh, we're going to be the Browns and the Lions who have better records than us this year. Teams can overachieve teams. The Packers overachieved. They turned the keys over to Jordan Love and they went ahead and they made the damn playoffs. Like, yes, they got stuck in the mud for a little bit. But yeah, they, they made the right. Play. Yeah, they, they got <laughs> stuck in the mud and then they hit the NOS and they got out of that pitch like that. That's what happened. And, and I mean, that's what makes me concerned about bringing Kirk Cousins back. If you bring Kirk Cousins back for 30, 40 million dollars, you still have all these holes. You have a defensive line problem. You have problems in the secondary. Yeah, you have some young players, but none of them are like game changing players like the 2017 Vikings did with Xavier Rhodes, prime Harrison Smith, Linval Joseph, like all of these guys, they, they were built through the draft and free agency. And you don't have those assets like Kirk Cousins no longer fits this team. And it's not his fault at all. Right. It is not his fault. It's because you had an indecisive general manager. It's because you had ownership who was obsessed with going, being in the hunt and being nine and eight and wanting to prove Mike Zimmer was the problem and all of this stuff. And now you're stuck in the mud in the same damn situation you were two years ago. So when people talk about, hey, well, what if we bring Kirk back and what if we draft a quarterback and, you know, we could have the succession plan. Screw that. <laughs> like, seriously, you could go ahead and you could sign a free agent that will do the same thing as Kirk Cousins yeah. put up stats. Let's play a game, Adam, because oh I looked up a couple of quarterbacks the other day. Oh, boy. Let's see. I, I got to find the actual stats here. If you want to give me a second. Someone's name rhyme with Shaker Shayfield. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I was just going to I was going to add in terms of, you know, if you bring back Kirk, I feel like the mentality of the entire team changes in in that when you go to the draft you draft guys that are more you feel like are more pro ready and can make a, an immediate impact where like if you don't have Kirk maybe you're more willing to take a chance on someone who might need an extra year to develop um but if you bring Kirk back you're like oh we don't want to waste this year so we got to get guys that can come in immediately we got to sign you know this free agent to a one year deal a la Marcus Davenport um and see if he can help us out just this year um, where, like you said, when the Vikings were building with Mike Zimmer, his first years, he was able to get guys like Linval Joseph. He, they were able to extend somebody like an Everson Griffin. They were able to, you know, sign Captain Mullen, sign Terrence Newman, um, you know, and, and develop other guys as well. So it just changes the mentality if you bring someone like Kirk back. You just, you're not, you're not in that mode where you're planning for the future. You're just, your focus is on the next season and that's it. And that's not how it should be. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Player A, 279.8 yards per game, 2.3 touchdowns per game, 67.2 completion percentage, 7.9 average depth of target, and 7.1 yards per attempt. Okay. I got yeah. two more for you. Okay. Player B, 370 yards per game, 
two touchdowns per game, 69% completion rate, 11.3 average depth of target, and 9.8 yards per attempt. Are you not telling me the interceptions on purpose? I am not telling you that you can judge by that how you want because I have okay. one more. Okay. You ready? And now I, I don't have all the stats for this guy in front of me because I just thought of this uh, off the top yeah. of my head because I was uh, I was curious. But here we go. Uh, this quarterback, six games, 320.2 yards per game, 12 touchdowns, 71.1% completion rate, and 7.79 average air yards per attempt. Who do you think these three quarterbacks are? Is one of them Nick Mullins? Nick Mullins. Which, which one's your guess for Nick Mullins? Uh, B. Player B is Nick Mullins. 370 yards per game, two touchdowns per game, 69% completion rate, 11.3 average depth of target, and 9.8 yards per attempt. Now, there were some interceptions mixed in there, but that that is something to be considered. So we got player A and player C. Do you have a guess? Is player A uh, Gardner Minshew? Player A is not Gardner Minshew. Oh, okay. Baker Mayfield? It is not Baker Mayfield. Wow. Uh, let's see. I got to go through my brain. Oh, 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 oh. The player C is Joe Flacco. Player C is not Joe Flacco. What? Yeah. Do you, uh, do you want a clue? Jake Browning? It's not Jake Browning. Oh my God. Do you want a clue? Yeah, probably. Player A and C are the same player (laughs) in different seasons. Oh, okay. Let's, can you say him again? Player A, 279.8 yards per attempt, 2.3 touchdowns per game, 67.2 completion percentage, 7.9 7.9 average depth of target, 7.1 yards per attempt. Player C, 71% completion rating, 322 yards per game, 12 touchdowns, and 7 and 9 air yards per attempt. I was so confident with that, Nick Mullen. kind of just threw me off. Um, <laughs> I uh, see this is this is why I did it because it throws a wrench into it. It's not Jameis Winston. <laughs> it is not Jameis Winston. Oh, wow. You're overthinking I'm, this. I'm stumped. Yeah, I'm stumped. Is it? Uh, it's not Josh Dobbs. It's not Josh Dobbs. No. Is it Kirk Cousins? It is Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Do yeah. you want it? Do you want to guess the years? Six games is what three? I'm trying to think when he was. And, and both are six game sample sizes. So I, okay. I will give you that. And it, they were to start the season. The the C is 2020. C is not 2020. What? 2018? Kirk Cousins threw like 20 interceptions. Like I, I think yeah, it was like 13 interceptions. interceptions. I did not say the interceptions, no. But he did not play that well Okay, is it 2018 then? 2018. Yeah, those, those Monsters games. Yes. Um, And then the other one was 2019? The first one is this season. Oh, this season. So Kirk Cousins put up <laughs> similar numbers at the beginning of this season that he did in 2018. Cool. So cool. when we look at this... <laughs> You know, Nick Mullins had the same production with the, you know, you cut down on the interceptions. Like if you sign Baker Mayfield, he's probably not posted a 15% turnover worthy play rate. Right. And if if you sign another guy, like even Gardner Minshew, I mean, that dude's shoot to kill too, but he can actually complete, he's got an arm and he can complete a pass. Like Colts almost made the playoffs this year. Exactly. Um, Yeah. With Kirk Cousins, but people forget about Kirk Cousins too. He fumbles a lot. Like mm-hmm. I, I mentioned this on online, people got mad at me. Um, but he was on pace this year for a career high in fumbles with fifteen this year as well. So like he 
doesn't get a pass because he doesn't throw as many interceptions. He still finds a way to create turnovers. Three and outs, I feel like you could say those are kind of turnovers too because they don't do anything. Um, if you set up your team for a long field goal and they and you miss it, that's a turnover. That should be counted as a turnover. Um, and of course, you know, not not converting on fourth down is also a turnover. So there are other ways in which Kirk Cousins gives the ball to the team quicker than they would probably like that aren't in the stat sheet. Um, so yeah, so we those are our our, our final verdicts. You you kind of went the way that I was last week, or just like good riddance. I don't even want you. I don't. Well, and, and, I don't no, that, want... that's not really it. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not saying get rid of Kirk because he sucks. I'm saying no, no, get no. rid of yeah. Kirk because. He doesn't like Quasi. And I don't think I said that either. About, yeah, it was I just mean, like, Quasi Adolfo talks about timelines, right? Yeah, yeah. Like Kirk Cousins doesn't fit in their timeline anymore. And, and look back a year ago, I'll bring this up too. 2022, Kirk Cousins had what was it? Eight fourth quarter comebacks. You know, yeah. he wins 13 games, gets over the hump. You know, maybe if he wins that playoff game, the Vikings are a little more eager to sign him. He goes on the quarterback show. He gets the personality. He puts up those big stats, but you go back to before the season. They did not want to guarantee his salary going into right. 2025. Yep. And every what time, has changed? Yeah, every time Quasi's asked about contracts so far this year, it's been like, oh, yeah, we want to bring him back. But we have to agree on a deal. It's not like we're going to do everything we can to get him back. It's like we all have to meet in the same place that helps us out and helps, helps them out. Otherwise, we're done. And can I add one more caveat before we get off this? Yeah. I just want the Vikings to pick a direction. Yeah. I'm tired of this competitive rebuild timelines, Aaron Rodgers, ayahuasca stuff that Quasi Dolpha Metz has been spinning out. Pick a lane and do it because, oh, we're going to pick a quarterback and we're going to have him sit behind Kirk. And we're, you're galaxy braining this whole thing because if you bring Kirk Cousins back, you're basically saying this roster can win a Super Bowl if you make the right tweaks. And if that happens, I want you to go all in on Kirk Cousins. I don't think it's the best move, and I don't want them to do it. But at the same time, I would respect it because they are taking a lane. It would be the New Orleans Saints playbook. When they had Drew Brees at the end of the career, they pushed all that money down the road so they could sign Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, Marshawn Lattimore, some of those key staples that came together in, I believe, the 2017 draft class for the yep. Saints. Like They went all in to try and win with Drew Brees. That is what you have to do with Kirk Cousins. And if I would take an edge in the first round, I wouldn't even think about quarterback until like the second round. And if that's the case, I would just trade back from 11 and get more picks because guess what? You only have two picks in the first two days in the draft and you don't have one in round three. So, I, I mean, that's just it. And if you go the other way, like, like I just mentioned, sign Gardner Minshew, sign, you know, some other guy, sign Baker Mayfield, you know, some other quarterback that can put up the same numbers that Kirk Cousins can and keep this team afloat because guess what? They can do that. They can get them to those seven and eight win baseline and be in the hunt and the wolf will be like monkeys clapping symbols like the wind-up toy. Just nine and eight, nine and eight, yay, Quasi, and they'll get you your contract. And then guess what? You'll have the quarterback of the future. You'll have that cap window and you can build the rest of your roster from there. But right now, they're just spinning their tires in the snow while the rest of the division is taking off. Jordan yeah. Love, youngest roster ever. That's in Green Bay. Detroit, Dan Campbell on all the venties he can find. You know, Jared Goff looks good. They got that running game. They got to fix the defense, but they have a bunch of cap space. And even in Chicago, which had the same record as you, but we all look down on Chicago like, what a bunch of idiots for tearing it down. They have the number one pick, the number nine pick, and $60 million in cap space. And the Vikings are, what, 
going to bring back the guy who thinks honey barbecue wings are spicy. Yeah. <laughs> it burns my lips. Yeah. I can, I can feel it already. Um, I watched well, that if, while I was eating hot yeah. wings too. It was kind of weird. I want to see Kirk on hot wings actually. Oh, hot, or ones? hot ones. Yeah. 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 Just he wouldn't like... make it. He wouldn't make it past the first one, <laughs> but it would be hilarious. Right. It's like, Ugh! yeah, I have some of that hot sauce. It's hot. Um, if he's not going to come back before we get out of here to the Vikings, where do you think he goes? Is Dallas a possibility after yesterday? If the Vikings, I think if, they're more likely to get rid of their coach than their quarterback because I think I, I think so too. Their contract, his Prescott's contract is pretty. They're pretty. They got their hands tied pretty much with that. There's a lot of money to Dak. Um, yep. Atlanta. I, I think Atlanta is yep. the place. Like, yep. where else could he go? Like Pittsburgh, maybe. I mean, I've been watching the Steelers, and I'm kind of like. Um, I actually wrote about this. That's why I asked you <laughs> this morning. Like the three best teams that have the best chance to sign Kirk Cousins. Um, I put the Patriots in there because um, they just got a new head coach, John Mayo. They have a ton of cap space, but the new head coach, defensive guy, is probably going to want to spend more assets on defense. Maybe um, they're going to be done with Mac Jones. They could draft a, a quarterback as well. Um, and then Kirk Cousins loves Tom Brady. Like he talks about him all the time. If he, you think he wouldn't want a chance to get to play for? The franchise that Tom Brady, where he made like most of his fame. So I got them. I got I have the Falcons, especially if Bill Belichick goes there. Um, and who's the other team? That I know? Oh, the Buck. Um, if they move on from from Baker Mayfield, because Todd Bowles was he was the head coach of the Jets when they tried to sign Kirk Cousins in 2018. So um, I could see them maybe trying to do that again next year. I want to acknowledge the people that called commented to during this show because we really appreciate it. Like I would love to see more people comment and then I can flash them on. I'm like, if you have like 20 comments, I'm not going to put them all on the screen, but if you make a good comment, I'm going to throw it up there. Um, I'm going to butcher this last name. So I'm just going to call you Adam uh, in our comments. Another one had a, Yeah. Another Adam. Great name. Right. Um, he basically wants to wonder, well, for the audio audience, I guess I'll read it. Uh, why do you guys think Vikings fans love Kirk so much? I don't see how someone who has won as little as he is seen as so special by fans or ownership. Like, why are we so terrified? Um, great question. I think I think I'm trying to figure that out. Part of it is they're a little bit snake bitten over what's happened. The last two times they tried to get a quarterback, they reached for Christian Bonder and then Teddy dropped back and uh, his knee exploded. They say it's not in contact. As far as Jackson before that, you can even go back that far. Yeah. I mean, the Viking last time the Vikings took a swing on a quarterback uh, and succeeded was probably Dante Culpepper and his knee exploded. So I, I think that, you know, and from an older generation too, they grew up with Denny Green, who had the quarterback carousel, really. Like, yep. who are some of the quarterbacks that start? Like, we mentioned Warren Moon. There's Sean Salisbury. And there McMahon. was Randall Cunningham. Jim McMahon. Like, it, it, go back and look. Gannon, it was Gannon wild. Was um, I think the other thing is, too, you know, Twitter and social media. Now you've mentioned this to me before, Adam. You know, though, that's a younger crowd that's using that app. So, like, a lot of people don't remember Dante Culpepper. A lot of people, you know, see Kirk. You know, we see guys with, like, handles like Prime Addison or uh, Anthony Edwards stand. And they're just like, why would you get rid of Kirk? This guy's awesome. He puts up numbers. He was on my fantasy team. And from that standpoint, I could see why they want to bring back Kirk. But um, I think it's a lot of fear um, from an ownership standpoint. Like we were saying, he's consistent you know what you're going to get from Kirk cousins every year. And I think, uh, on and off the field. Yeah. 
Uh, he's not going to get arrested for a disturbance at a Wendy's. It'd be hilarious. If he's he not going to be speeding on highway at, at 150. Drag racing Jordan Addison. Yeah. No. <laughs> Imagine if you're a I don't cop. I think his van goes that <laughs> Imagine if you're a cop. There's a van just like going 20 over. And you're just like, it's all right, let's see who this guy. And like Kirk Cousins just steps out with his chain or something. Uh, He's like, the problem here, officer? Yeah. My lips were burning from some honey barbecue. <laughs> I had to go get some milk. Oh, oh, yeah. So sure, Kirk. Sure, yeah. Kirk. Yeah, and then uh, we got the guy. Also appreciate blurring out the. We we love the F yeah. word on this show. Yeah. Frick. Frick everywhere. Yeah. But uh, Jacob Sonic. And again, uh, if I brought you your last name, I apologize. But he says, yeah, the Bears are set up great, but they'll find a way to frick it up. Just like they did with Justin Fields. Because personally, he thought he would be good. And I think he still could be. I agree with that. So somebody here, here's something funny. A Bears fan actually posted side by side stats of Justin Fields and Mitch Trubisky. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would. Trubisky had better stats. He won more too. Well, yeah. Well, we talked about. And they had a better supporting cast with yeah. third bucket too. We talked but... about Purdy landing in like the perfect spot. I feel like any quarterback that lands with the Bears. Sorry, Caleb Williams. Um. That's like the ultimate worst spot you could land as a quarterback in terms of just like so much pressure is put on you to succeed immediately because they've been so desperate for a quarterback for like the entire existence of the franchise. Like Jay Cutler was probably one of the best quarterbacks they've ever had and he was okay. Um, But yeah, I think that franchise like it starts from the top, like ownership wise and everything. Um, But with the guys they have in charge there now, I don't know about Iberfus, but I feel like Ryan Poles is doing a, a good job over there, and I feel like they're probably a lot more optimistic than they were a year ago. Um, but they got two top ten picks. They they can they can mess it up and still yeah. be okay. Um, the draft forward. is random. Yeah. So like, Roma like, Dunze could be a product of uh, Kalen DeBoer, but, who is who is from South Dakota, by the way. I have to mention that now <laughs> since I live here. But. but that's the thing. Like that's what we just want. We just want the Vikings to have an opportunity to mess it up. Like it's okay. Like you're not going to get every pick right. No one, obviously, you know, you've been losing seen a couple years ago. That's not doing that great. Um, but it's okay. We just want them to take that risk. And if it doesn't work out, okay, fine, whatever. But, you know, they have a good coaching staff. They have good facilities. They have, like, the stuff to in place to keep this team competitive, even if they mess up a draft pick. Like, it's okay. Um, and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But, like, you can't, you're not going to, you're going to be the same amount. You're going to fail just as much as you do, you know, not taking a chance as if you do and you take a chance and you fail. So, like, at least there's like that chance that you can succeed if you uh, if you just take a chance and they just need to do that. Just just take a risk. Come on. Here is the last question we'll do. And Adam posted another good one. I'm only bringing it up because uh, it's a good way to close the show. What do you think the Vikings do at quarterback? Oh. <laughs> I, I think they're going to I think they will do kind of what I said. They'll give him an offer. And if he rejects it then they're like fine go get your money somewhere else we because i i've heard quasi mention this i don't know if it was in the press conference or an interview interview we did on on the radio or something or somebody else mentioned it like they have a line he has a line like and if you want to cross it fine go find your money somewhere else and if you want to stay within that line fine they're willing to work something out but like i think he's this year especially quasi's like we're willing to work with you but if if you want more than what we're willing to give you then we gotta we gotta say our goodbyes um and then after that who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. So I think that's exactly what happens with the negotiation. I think ultimately, because we've talked about this too, like Kirk's about winning. Why would he want to stay here? Right. <laughs> like there's just too many holes on the roster. And, and again, you could bet on luck. You could bet on all that stuff. But I mean, you know, 
I, Phil Mackey says this during the twin show all the time. Hope is not a strategy. Like you need an actual vision. And I think what they'll wind up doing, I think, you know what? Here's what I think will happen. I think the Vikings sign him. I think they sign him for a little bit more than they should. They go out, they re-sign Daniel Hunter. They try, they do the whole like Simone Biles, Captain. How many void years? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they push it into what? 2040 or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> We're paying. It's like Bo the Otani deal. It's Bobby Bonilla deal, oh, yeah, but yeah. even worse. Just like we're paying Kirk in 2075. He's getting a million dollar check today. Um, and I think they take a quarterback. I don't think it's at 11 though, because I and I don't think it's at three because I think the Patriots are going to take the quarterback they want unless they get just a crazy bananas offer that makes them say, "Hey, let's let's wait on this quarterback. Let's build the." infrastructure around him and then we can compete who just hired a new gm um oh the commanders oh yes and he worked with the niners mm-hmm. who worked with twice that could be something to keep an eye on too. that that could be um i think the quarterback's gonna be jj mccarthy <sighs> i don't know I started watching him and i was like I, if when you ha- if you have 20 attempts in a championship game that makes me think like greatest quarterback in michigan history this team, why <laughs> no uh, we can have another. Po- we can have a whole podcast on him. But, um, who are who are the great quarterbacks? Tom um, Brady. Yeah, uh, yeah. And he was on the bench. Drew Henson. <laughs> Drew Henson. Uh, Who's the guy that ran with? <sighs> Shoelace. Denard Robinson. Yeah. He was on the cover of yeah. NCAA 14. Yeah. Yes. Um. There's one. Devin Gardner's another yeah. one. This is a like I, I love the tweet that just said dudes could sit around a fire oh, and yeah. just name random athletes and have the greatest time. Like we we could be here all night. Um, Ryan but we can't be here all night because uh, I, you said before the show your kid yeah. uh, was running around naked eating right Hershey's kisses. <laughs> um, it's already taken over. It's kind of like feeding a gremlin after midnight. <laughs> so so let's wrap up here. What's going on at the Viking Age? Oh, we're just uh, you know getting right in the full swing of things, covering uh, some some early free agency stuff. I think I'm gonna write something about you know who might be interested in Daniel Hunter, um, and we'll do some more more draft coverage and stuff, and, and keep an eye on on the playoffs and stuff. So uh, you know, always some good stuff about the Vikings. Come uh, come check that out as well. Follow us on the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook um, and everywhere else. Go check that out. And you can follow Adam, of course, at Adam Patrick NFL. You can follow me at the real Chris Shad. Uh, Adam's got threads. He's got X. He's got Instagram. Yeah. You got an yeah. Instagram. Yeah. 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 You got all that good stuff. I got threads. I got X. I got Insta. As the kids say, I got TikTok. I've been posting the videos there. So uh, make sure you check all that out. But all the time we have for the viking age podcast we do this every monday with a late week episode right here on the viking age youtube channel we're in podcast form on apple and spotify the very next day and by the way uh however you consume us make sure you rate comment like and subscribe just like adam did apparently so you never miss a new episode and we can spread the word to the masses for adam patrick i am chris shad this has been the viking age podcast Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.